0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The DUP agreeing a deal to restore the power-sharing executive. That's after nearly two years hiatus. Uh, Freelance journalist Amanda Ferguson spoke to us earlier. Brought us up to speed on what happened overnight.
1: It was a a lengthy process that's ended uh, a near two-year impasse. Essentially, the the democratic Unionist Party uh, leader, Sir Geoffrey Donaldson, said that uh, his party had reached a deal with uh, the British government on the operation of, of post Brexit trading rules that would allow it to return um, to the power sharing government up at Stormont. Now, the return um, to government sort of uh, o- offers a way out of the crisis that had, had posed an existential threat to the political settlement uh, that underpins our peace deal. Uh, but Geoffrey Donaldson, just before one o'clock this morning, um, said that his party executive had endorsed the proposals that had been put to them. So Jeffrey uh, so Donaldson had met with uh, different interest groups from within his own party. There had been uh, at what was supposed to be a, sec- a secure location meeting uh, that had a small group of protesters outside it. And then later at another venue, there was uh, this press conference, which um, is being viewed as a breakthrough moment in the north.
0: Okay, that was Amanda Ferguson. There, Uh, let's talk to Paula Bradshaw, Alliance Party MLA for South Belfast, and Conor Murphy, Sinn Féin MLA for Newry Armagh. Conor, maybe to you first. Does this mean we will see the executive restored uh, in the coming days?
2: Well, it would appear so. It it now moves apparently to the British government to bring forward the legislation that they had uh, promised as part of their arrangement with the DUP. I expect that the British government were monitoring events over the last number of days, and we'll be ready to move. Uh, We certainly have remained engaged with both governments and with all of the parties uh, over the last period, and we want to get back very quickly to work. We've lost an awful lot of time. We've suffered a lot of damage to our public services and in terms of public sector pay. Uh, There are a huge amount of challenges facing an incoming executive, but we want to be there doing the work, getting the assembly back and working again, and the north-south arrangements back up and fully function again as quickly as possible. So I think the British government have uh, some work to do very quickly, and I would hope that before the week's out, certainly before this deadline on the 8th of February, that the the arrangements are back up and working again, and we can get back to
0: trying to deal with the challenges that we face. Uh, Paula... uh, Paula Bradshaw um, you're obviously hopeful as well that can happen quite quickly
3: Well yeah I think we all woke up a lot more hopeful and positive this morning but as Connor said there being no doubt that the last two years have been incredibly damaging for our public services and brought nothing but misery to the people of Northern Ireland so there are huge challenges ahead for the executive um, but also for the um, health uh, sorry the Committees themselves and, and then the Assembly Chamber, we have got two years um, to back up. But I suppose for, from our point of view, the last two years have very much demonstrated how um, much we need to reform the institutions here in Northern Ireland so that in no what, party... In what way? Well, we we, we feel that the the ability for one party to hold a veto and hold the rest of us to ransom um, needs to be changed because there is the vast majority of MLAs in that chamber would like to see over the last years would have liked to see it up and running. You're you're talking about a
0: rewriting of the the Belfast Agreement.
3: Well, it's 25 years on now and there was, oh, there was provision within it for a review of it. So we think that there that we should have a conversation around how we could improve it so that it better represents the um, demography okay. uh, in Northern Con- Ireland. Conor Murphy,
0: how-
2: Conor, Conor Murphy, would you agree with that? Well, we've always said that we're up for a discussion on how to make things work better. The Good Friday Agreement has been tweaked before at various times uh, over the last 25 years. We wanted to see that done from within a working assembly and executive and north south arrangements, uh, and if we can get those in the coming days, then I'm sure that conversation uh, will begin in, in earnest in the assembly. And we have said we're up for that discussion.
0: Okay. Uh, does Jeffrey Donaldson Conor Murphy? Does Jeffrey Donson deserve uh, credit for this? He ha- has brought his party pretty reluctantly uh, with him. You could see the protests outside that meeting uh, last night. There's obviously a, a significant uh, contingent of his party that are opposed to this deal. Does he? Deserve credit for getting it over the line.
2: There's a significant contingent within this party and and with harder line elements within unionism and loyalism who don't want to do partial and they were opposed to the Good Friday Agreement from the start and they remain. Opposed to it. So obviously, we welcome the fact that uh, Jeffrey Donaldson has able to get his party to agree to go back in. It wasn't unnecessary two years. This issue could have been resolved from within a working executive. Discussions with the British government actually would have been much more productive and much easier from within a working executive. I and mean, we would have been able uh, to tackle some of the he issues. He probably like
0: wouldn't have got the deal he he, he got if he'd stayed in, in Paris sharing. I mean, well,
2: well, I'm not sure. I mean, we, the rest of us were up for making sure that the arrangements of the protocol worked as smoothly as possible, and with at least, at least, the least barriers possible in terms of trade. Uh, so, all the parties were always up for that. Uh, you know, the fact is that they, we have now a very damaging two-year hiatus uh, in which our our public services have suffered very, very badly. The finances uh, available to the executive are recognised by the British government to be insufficient, and yet they continue uh, to to press on with insufficient finances for mm. us. So there are a lot of challenges there. Uh, they've been made worse by the two-year hiatus, but we're glad if, if it is the case that we can get back to work now. We're keen, as I'm sure Paula's party are keen to get back in and tackling these issues. We're keen to get the North-South arrangements working again with the the government in Dublin uh, and trying to bring back some form of sense okay, uh, to politics Paula- in the world. Paula Bracho. Uh,
3: yeah, sorry. So, look, um, I, I would very much agree with Connor in the sense that you know. Jeffrey could have, um, get his party, let his party back in two years ago on a lot of this. Well, he probably could have couldn't
0: have. That's the point, Paul. Well, he well, didn't have the well, support. We're not, we're
3: not, we're not, we're not as sure that what he's achieved is actually that meaningful. And I think some of it is down to window dressing. You know, the, the best people. Yeah, but maybe that window dressing you
0: know, was needed to get a majority support well, in his party. The, uh, the well, word was up until Christmas, he didn't have that majority support to go back in.
3: Well, he should have shown leadership a long time before now because he needed to show leadership for the public sector workers who've had to go out on strike and lose multiple days' pay. You know, the um, trading arrangements are one thing, but the collapse of our health service and social care is actually unforgivable and it's up to the rest of us now to show leadership and make sure that we um, bring forward the reforms and the transformation needed to repair the damage of the last two years.
0: Uh, Connor, before I let you go, were you following uh, Jamie Bryson's uh, live tweets of the, uh, the DUP um, talks last night, the DUP meeting last night?
2: No, I was actually up in Dundalk doing a meeting with my uh, party colleagues up uh, there, the, the the team in Louth. So uh, I wasn't following that. I don't follow that guy uh, anyway. But, uh, I mean, we were aware that there was a meeting going on. We were aware that there were attempts to sabotage that by elements who were opposed to power both within and outside the DUP uh, but we're, we're pleased that uh, at least the majority in the party appear to have taken the sensible decision, which we've been asking them for some time to do, uh, to get back around the table and work with the rest of us to deal with all the problems that we face.
0: OK, we'll leave it there. Conor Murphy, Sinn Féin, MLA for New York, Yarma, uh, Paula Bradshaw, Alliance Party, MLA for South Belfast. Thank you indeed for joining us. Uh, just in case you didn't understand the Jamie Bryson uh, reference, folks, uh, Jamie Bryson, of course, the uh, unionist uh, commentator was live tweeting uh, from the event. It caused Huge consternation inside people demanding to know who was tweeting, uh, who was leaking. In yeah, he wasn't like
1: tweeting from the event. No, he, he was, wasn't there. He, no, but someone was there. feeding him. Someone feeding, was him, feeding lines. him.
0: Sorry, he was. He wasn't actually at it, but he was. He was feeding it. Uh, they were dubbing it Flagata Christie on Twitter last night. Oh, those wags! News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in
1: association with Air. Weekday
0: mornings at seven on News Talk.